0: is the Desperate Mothers Podcast. CJ Watson and the Mothers of Desperation discuss ongoing work behind the scenes of their sketch comedy channels and the upcoming web series, The Bunny Rabbit Tragedies. Bunny rabbits and vampires and onions living together? Oh my. Check out what these desperate Mothers are up to this week.
1: So let's try this hot Jesus. Apparently, since Kanye West said it was okay to use the word Jesus in things, Mm-hmm. When a black man says it's okay, then stuff's okay. That's what Ben Carson's trying to get
0: away with. Are we recording?
1: It's mildly Excellent. hockey. It's mildly hoppy. Why well, wanna get the Ben Carson craziness in there? <laughs> I don't think he would approve of drinking up all the hops that we got out of the fucking e uh pyramid stores. <laughs> <laughs> What's Joseph going to say when he comes back for more
0: and it's not there anymore? You, you, you see, the problem is that the Egyptians have a written language and it says on the instructions what the pyramids were built for. It doesn't say it in English. Well, it doesn't say it in Carsonist. And it doesn't say it in Latin.
1: <laughs> ben Carson speaks English and Latin. <laughs>
0: But if his mind could broaden enough to to look at something like the Rosetta Stone.
1: Right, right. No, he can only fix your brain. He which, does not
0: have a broad mind. Which had examples in Greek and...
1: I've used the Rosetta stone, stone program. It was like all flashcards and shit. I think that Rosetta Stone's bullshit. No,
0: no. I, I'm actually talking about the actual Rosetta Stone.
1: From the the Dead it had, Sea?
0: It had three languages on right. it. What what the fuck were the three languages?
1: Um, I think it was English, <laughs> Latin, <laughs> and Pig Latin.
0: I'm pretty sure it wasn't English. I think it was Latin, Aramaic... And Egyptian
1: Well, I think, I, I see, Aramaic is obviously <clears throat> what would later become American Yes Aramaic is, is ancient American
0: <laughs> Okay, moving on to bunny rabbits Welcome
1: to the Desperate Mothers Podcast I'm CJ Watson And I'm Jack Fisher And I want to thank everybody that came out to see us at
0: Kamikaze We were stunned with... The outpouring of support from for, people at for the pony <laughs> not for the desperate mothers I think the desperate mothers confused them a little bit
1: well, they liked the name or they didn't sometimes they were we had people that were actually offended by the name. We had people stop us and say explain the name very seriously <laughs> and sternly, like you had just spilt milk all over grandma's prized tablecloth, right
0: well. It was breast milk.
1: <laughs> well, straight out of the breast. <laughs> like, I'm a breast pump, I'm a human breast pump. Um, <laughs> no, but people really, a few people took the buttons, and, and, and all of you people, you're why we are named the Desperate Mothers. You took the buttons because you thought the name was cool. That's exactly it. And you know it's the desperate motherfuckers And you didn't need to ask Right, you took it, you gave a wink, you walked away, you oh. knew it This The name was cool Because, well not that we're, I'm not saying we're cool I'm saying we're desperate motherfuckers And you get it for people that are desperate motherfuckers Kind of like the lost souls, the hobos The people that don't really get it or fit in That's the desperate mothers so those two hundred odd people that took pens, that's awesome. Thanks. I know you're not going to listen to the podcast because you're totally not that type.
0: Well, the the type that we're talking to though is are... the
1: type that took almost all took about five hundred Klaus Bunny Bunny Rabbit dot com
0: pins. And those were pretty fabulous.
1: Yeah, people really. Lit up. Their eyes lit up. They exploded. There was genuine interest when they saw the puppets. We went to Kamikaze to promote the podcast because that's what we have. And the podcast is about what we're working on.
0: But and we're what, working on the bunny rabbit tragedies. But what
1: we are working on is what everyone was interested in. The bunny rabbit tragedies.
0: So, the bunny rabbit tragedies... It's about a rabbit. It's
1: about a cute, furry, woodland creature, all innocent and likable,
0: Klaus Bunny. And his friend.
1: And his friend Desmond.
0: Desmond is pretty cute and furry and bunny-like also.
1: Yeah, Desmond starts out the story. He's all earnest and he just wants to explore and maybe, maybe get a little bit more for himself. You know, follow the American dream. He's going after the American dream. He's trying to like... You know, wants to branch out on his own.
0: Explore a little bit. He wants a bigger, better carrot.
1: Sure. He's not gay. <laughs> I mean, it's not anything wrong with that. But <laughs> you said carrot all full of innuendo and, <laughs> and dripping with sex there.
0: <laughs> I did not mean to imply <laughs> that... Uh,
1: I mean, well. if... If, if Desmond was, is
0: a carrot lover
1: <laughs> and it's okay if he was but it's really apparent that he's not into the carrots so much I mean we could do that we, I'm fine with that but So,
0: what, what do you call a female bunny rabbit
1: a bunny rabbit
0: now that there's there's a name a female rabbit is a something a female dog is probably the best known example of
1: a puppy. <laughs> are you are you like trying to say the difference between a doe and a buck?
0: Yeah, a doe. I think that's the word that I'm looking for. The female bunny rabbit is the doe.
1: It, is it a doe? Uh, maybe. You think doe and buck apply not only to to deer but to bunnies?
0: Well as fast as I can Google
1: we're going to consult the great wizard Google,
0: the sage who knows all. What is a female bunny rabbit called? According to fun trivia, we call Misses
1: Miss Jackson, if you're nasty.
0: <laughs> they agree. Um, it's it's doe and buck. It's doe. It's yeah, doe. Don't a buck,
1: which is kind of generic for woodland creatures. <clears throat> so Dez is out to start his own Warren, get his own does. He wants to be the boss of things, because you know some people are like that when they're in adolescence. They want to go out. They want to. They want to strike out on their own. They want to. They want to blaze their own trail. They want to start their own commune. They want to... They want to... You know, maybe he's the Charlie Manson of the bunch.
0: <laughs> Not sure that's really the uh, the image that we want to be cultivating here, but... Uh... I don't know.
1: You know how the story goes. It might be actually right on the money. <laughs>
0: yeah, it might be.
1: So, yeah, it tells the story of Klaus bunch, who <clears throat> who's out hanging out with his buddy Des as Des is exploring. And it's because... As rabbits do, they explore when they want to like, go off on their own. They smell new territory that's outside of their warren.
0: You're not about to spoil your own show, are you?
1: I think we've been spoiling the show <laughs> f- the whole time. I mean, one of these days, I'm going to do a podcast where I just read the fucking script. <laughs> that's your bonus for subscribing to The Desperate Mothers. You're going to get some payoff for, descri- for subscribing to this show.
0: So, um... We could give the payoff to the subscribers in the form of video in which...
1: Oh, like like Patreon-supported video. Well, yeah, that sounds interesting. Tell me more about this. Well, Patreon is a website that allows content creators to set up subscriber-only areas where people can subscribe per episode or per month, depending on how much you want them to, to pay... And then give them rewards that are in line with the subscription. So you have a subscriber-only. You start off with a subscriber-only page. You start off with a regular page that advertises what you're doing. And then subscribers have access to the subscriber's only portion of that. And then you can put regular updates. And then you can make those updates even more secure behind the the window or you can like promise your subscribers like if they pay one dollar a month or one dollar per episode they get in and they can see your regular updates your your free updates or your subscriber only updates so you have three updates you have subscriber only you have subscriber updates and then you can go like premium special things from there but they really suggest you have those too Regular updates for non-subscribers to kind of entice them to subscribe. And then subscriber updates. Or we could say, hey, you know, you listen to the Desperate Mothers podcast. We've got another podcast coming up. We're still talking about the Bunny Rabbit tragedies. And if you want some behind-the-scenes footage, pledge a dollar or more per month to pay, to our Patreon. And then we'll get you behind the scenes and we'll show you what we're doing every month in order to get these episodes out there. And if you subscribe for like $15 a month... Then we're going to do like a one-on-one video chat or a small group video chat where you can ask us questions and we will answer you directly in a set time every month.
0: So I'm thinking before you can lure people in, though, you, you have to you have to prove a little bit something to them.
1: Yeah, we got to show them what we're doing, you know. And and in this case, we've got plenty to show. I mean, we don't have finished episodes. We have finished bunnies. We have sets. We have stuff that we can talk about and talk to people with. We can chat about the construction and the ongoing construction of the set and the bunnies. And as people change and as puppets change and evolve, and like, you know, we come to find out that ears like X don't work. So now we have to change them and make them more like Y. And then we'll talk to people about that. And we could even show them on the Patreon page. Why we think it works?
0: Well, you learned some things about Desmond this weekend.
1: Well, we learned a lot of things about both Des and Klaus in the test footage, and we learned that we cannot <laughs> lower the exposure of the camera without losing Des totally.
0: Okay, so so des- who describe knew? describe Des to me?
1: So so Des is your typical black bunny. And and simply, he's an all-black bunny. Now, what happens when an all-black bunny meets a black background in a night scene with it exposed ever so slightly to make that background disappear? The rest of the bunny also disappears. Des becomes eyes and teeth
0: floating in the scene. Which could be an interesting effect if that's what you were going for. Yeah,
1: I think it's kind of racist. <laughs> we go back to the cartoons of the 20s and 30s, and and we don't want to do that.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: So, we realize that on camera, Des has to be in a totally well-lit scene.
0: Or a scene where the background provides significant contrast.
1: Right, and that means the background has to be convincingly fleshed out, which means well-developed. Which means we have to actually—we have to build sets. We have Damn to build—we have to build deep sets. We have to build sets with at least you know two three levels to them before they hit the background, because that's what's going to look decent. We're not going to be playing—we're not going to be playing with painted mural photographic backgrounds because it's going to look flat and unconvincing. Now you can put a, a painted mural background behind a couple levels of background props then it fades at the appropriate level but we can't have the light that hit Des be the same light that hits that mural or matte painting
0: so frequently when I think about um, movies in visual productions I'm drawn back to how critical lighting is the lighting of the subject the foreground the background
1: yeah lighting lighting is probably the second most important thing in cinematography which is nuts because you think it should be the most important thing right sound is the most important thing in cinematography cinematography wise an audience someone watching a movie will forgive almost everything except bad sound you can you can take a scene to totally black as long as we can really hear what's going on we're going to we're going to think that that was on purpose but if we can't hear it it doesn't matter what's going on that suspension of disbelief there's a disconnect that just wedges itself in there if you can't hear everything properly or what you think should be properly based on what your eyes see that being said really if the song, if the lighting is bad you're still going to say what the fuck dude who cares who cares that I can hear Dez stomp around in the woods and the
0: bird fly and stuff it looks dumb so you need both. You need good Foley and you need good lighting. You need sound first
1: and foremost, well, convincing lighting secondly. You know? Um, but whereas, like we're talking about, lighting to match what we have, we realize that we need to light up more than we thought. And that means we need to build up the sets way more than we thought. We thought we can get away with some foreground, background foliage, and then ultimately the black background stuff can, can fall away for night scenes. Well, truthfully, we don't have a deep enough set for that. We need a set at least 30 feet deeper to be able to play that game, and we cannot play that game because location... Dictates that we shoot in a 20 by 25 foot room. <laughs> That's a definite limitation. And if you need 30 feet of fall off, <laughs> you don't have a 30 feet anyway. So, you know, because ideally you want that light to fall off. If, if you don't have the background, you want that light to spill off without... And totally dissipate without hitting something to reflect against. And we just can't play that game. That means we have to somehow get that light to stop without throwing off everything. And with the flats that we got in there, which are pretty good for the the food challenges and, and the silly desperate mothers things, was not so good with uh <laughs> Plastic foil Taped to it <laughs> There was looking a video That wasn't That wasn't terrible
0: Well Regardless of how Pleased you are with it I'm sure there are people That would be Interested in seeing everyone, These lighting tests These camera tests Everyone's
1: gonna see that This weekend Yeah Yeah that's gonna go up Like I said We're gonna start Putting them up We're gonna like Put up behind-the-scenes videos on the Bunny Rabbit Tragedies channel on YouTube. I'm just going to separate it via playlist on the channel. Okay. So, you know, when you click a channel on the YouTube, and you have the option to click videos, and it lists all the videos, and then they have an option for playlists. And if the channel creator created a playlist, then he can create a playlist of, say, only behind-the-scenes stuff, and a playlist of... Like web series and and that's the way we're gonna run with the bunny rabbit tragedies. We're gonna have a playlist for beyond behind the scenes and a playlist for like actual episodes
0: well, personally, I think I speak for a lot of people when I say you need to let the bunny out
1: let, yeah I know you want to say like let let the bunnies out like that song, let the dogs out. But bunnies is two syllables, and bunnies don't bark. (laughs) (laughs) But bunnies nibble. Nibble. Yeah, I don't know. Can you do that? Let the bunnies out. Burf, 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 burf. Right, right? No. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Munch, 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 munch. 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 Yeah.
1: And that's the other thing. When we were, like, in the
0: room doing the video,
1: I haven't let everybody read the script
0: yet. I don't know if there's anybody you've let read the script
1: that's exactly right we're like there, holding the bunnies doing tests and like no that's not a character no that's not a character no that's not a character no you're gonna be good for this character and and like everyone's like i don't know what you're talking about cj i have not read the script yet um oh yeah my bad and that makes me think wow you guys are really awesome because you're here doing all this work and you haven't even read the script These bunnies have been alive in my brain, and poor Sarah has had to listen to the script all the time. But none of the rest of you have really read the script. I've told you
0: all the stories. The bunnies speak for themselves. When you see the bunny rabbits, when you see Dez and Klaus, and when you see Harold and Emma? Ella. Ella. When you see Ella, they speak for themselves. Well, I do, and I think that's what people saw at the convention. That's exactly what they saw at the convention. They saw the bunny rabbits, and they were real. Yeah. The bunnies spoke to them.
1: I kind of take it for granted, because, you know, I spent so many hundreds of hours building all these bunnies and, and everything, and to me, they're just kind of physical manifestations of the characters that have been living in my head. And, and your psychosis. And, and they don't quite live up to my psychoses. <laughs> but when everybody else sees them, they see this 3D, alive in the real world puppet thing. It's a
0: character. It exists. It's in their space. Right? It's a little glimpse into your bizarre imagination And for some reason that seems to excite people It does and I don't know if I should be scared or not <laughs> You should be very afraid
1: Because I'm like, wow, people are interested in all the crazy fucked up shit going on between my ears I, 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 feel, I feel a little bit like George R. R. Martin here <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely on his writing timetable
0: <laughs> Show me the cleasy
1: Right, (laughs) You don't want to see bunny cleavage (laughs) Though if we can get Emma Clark To play uh, Ella in the live action series That would be pretty awesome
0: Yeah I can think of A a few actresses That would be awesome
1: So yeah that's what's going to go up this weekend So all, all of you subscribers Who have been hitting up the channel Thank you very much Um our subscriber base has uh, not dipped; it hasn't grown, but it's been pretty steady. For the desperate mothers.
0: Well, if you actually uh, shout out to all those people that signed up on the the notify me list.
1: Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be getting hitting up some of those people, um, and we'll be contacting some people, some random people via email. And, you know, A, it's going to, like, verify that the email is actually real. Yeah. And then we'll send them some free shit. Because that's how we're going to roll. Because we got a lot of free shit to send. Especially since a lot of our printing didn't make it to Kamikaze. (laughs) So that was the other thing. Um, I designed a lot of print materials for Kamikaze. And I didn't get around to getting it in on time. And got back home. The week before with the intention of getting it to the printer. When much to my surprise, we returned home that Sunday to an exploding bathroom.
0: You you had a pipe burst in your foundation.
1: Yeah, yeah. We had a pipe. We had a a slab leak. And uh, apparently it flooded out and destroyed the floor and walls in five adjacent rooms.
0: Now... I, I don't want any of our listeners to to panic or become distraught. It, it turns out that the bunny rabbits in the stars of the production were stored in a safe location.
1: Right, right. Um, what we affectionately call the womb, which is the studio for the Desperate Mothers. And I say we in the royal
0: usage of that word. The, the left hemisphere, right hemisphere. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, we are not amused So what I affectionately
1: term as the womb Which is the studio for the Desperate Mothers Because you see, I think it's clever
0: Yeah, yeah I, I think we, we've been hit over the head with that a, a couple of times Sometimes
1: you've got to hit people over the head with that <laughs> So no, no, the, the flood damage did not reach the womb Usually it's the irony, get it? That's usually where the water breaks. That's what I was going for. (laughs) Those are the jokes that only the people that took the Desperate Mother's pins without asking what it meant, those people get that kind of joke. But they don't subscribe to the show because they don't care. So luckily enough, the water didn't reach the studio, the puppets weren't harmed, but it really... Displaced everything for well, actually, right now we still have the sink, basins, and uh, vanity tops in the studio.
0: We had the door there when we were trying to shoot a uh,
1: light and sound
0: test. That does make it a, a little bit more challenging to maneuver actors, props, cameras. Five people in in the studio
1: with uh, the double vanity from the bathroom and the bathroom door. And there's like vacuums and everything else in there from the exploded mess. So you had
0: everything including a bathroom sink in the studio.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too bad it just was the kitchen sink because then we could have hit that old trope. Everything in the kitchen sink, ba bum bump. Ah, oh, yes, I just made your granddad happy. <laughs> Pretty hard to do as an advanced age. The Cialis is so dangerous. <laughs>
0: he takes it, but he could die. Yeah, you know it's always a challenge to balance your nitroglycerin versus your Cialis and other drugs.
1: I always thought it was awesome that they gave people nitroglycerin as, like, you know,
0: a last-ditch effort to not die. It uh, turns out it has beneficial effects for your heart. It, It not only makes you explode.
1: So that's how you and I spent our Halloween weekend. Was going to Kamikaze. We had none of our print materials. We had no business cards. We had no bookmarks. We had no trading cards. We had no banner. Not a lick came in. Because of the exploded bathroom, I didn't get that order in until that Tuesday. There was a problem with the print over order that got resolved Wednesday. But the order didn't start coming through until late Friday, Saturday, and the print
0: place was closed the weekend.
1: What print place is closed on the weekend?
0: Printers that don't care about when you get your order. Yeah,
1: you know what print places is closed on the weekend? B2B print places. Not consumer print places. So the stuff was incredibly affordable. I've got like all of the print materials... For a scant little more than the price of the kamikaze table and and my local print places when we knew we were having problems like meeting our deadlines for printing, m- my wife was able to step in and make some phone calls, and she <laughs> called some print places, and most of them said flat out no, and one place said, "How much money you got? <laughs> what fuck you." <laughs>
0: Well, perhaps it was because they were being realistic.
1: Anyway, so so we got like pinched with that, and it was like all of a sudden, boom, real life happened. My natural procrastination paired pros- with
0: circumstance.
1: Par- yeah. Well, if I didn't procrastinate, the circumstance would not have affected me.
0: You can make a convincing argument for that With sufficient preparation Circumstances can be
1: Overcome You can almost prepare for them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember somebody telling me stuff like that Who was that? I think that was you I think that's been you for the longest time so leading up to Kamikaze was a series of missteps and and accidents or tragedies. Normally, I think a lot of people would have just threw in the towel and not gone at all. And
0: I was impressed that you lowered your head and you charged forward
1: well we've been talking about it for all year and it would have disappointed all of our listeners if we had not done it
0: it would disappointed more than the listeners
1: we have subscribers and we have a producer
0: (laughs) we have producers we have what is occasionally referred to as
1: talent. <laughs> talent, yeah. Sometimes talent comes.
0: <laughs> I think talent was originally set
1: to join us Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but talent ultimately just showed up for Sunday.
0: So, skipping forward, we have a table. We have rabbits. Rabbits. And what else do we have?
1: Yeah, you originally were pushing for as many puppets as I can take. And I was resisting, saying, maybe one or two. Since ultimately we had no signs or whatever, we did go the, with a, a PVC stand filled with bunnies. The bunnies
0: became our signage.
1: The bunnies not only became our signage, they became the reason that we were there. We were there with Desperate Mothers on the front, the, the placard on the front, and we had like 500 Desperate Mothers pins and 500 Klaus Bunny pins, and that's pretty much all we had, that and the puppets.
0: We had candy. We had, we had tons of candy. We had dum-dums, and we had Snickers.
1: Yeah, the talent came by. Every time we say talent, we mean Matt. <laughs> the prettiest one who comes by and like wants to just play for fun everybody else is like working hard building sets sewing puppets doing the hard stuff (laughs) Matt comes by and is like hey let's have fun and say stuff (laughs) okay Matt glad to have you on board
0: he's kind of (laughs) pretty
1: Yeah, yeah, he's got a good look. Um, we're out like getting lunch and stuff, and I see girls like do double takes on him. I'm like, oh fuck you <laughs> What am I, chopped liver? <laughs> John Candy had fans. I'm like, I'm fans. I'm like the unattractive cross between John Candy and Philip Seymour Hoffman. If they had if they had sex and had a baby, I would be the offspring.
0: What's uh name of Jack Black's partner in comedy? Oh.
1: <laughs> Am I like that? <laughs> fuck. <laughs> At least he's talented, though. <laughs> he's a fuck out of a guitar? <laughs> Pick a Destiny was awesome. That's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aspiring to that. Is that what you're saying? Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, anyway, so, yeah. Matt shows up. And he's like, hey, this is kind of fun. And he's making... Fun of you, I mean that's really hilarious because you're you are doing the the bark the carnival barker guy. I mean you're not like annoying like a carnival barker, but people are coming up and you're like, hey, how you doing? Hey, your voice is booming and filling up the space, and that was really tough. I did not understand how hard it was to get your voice
0: to carry. What, In you... an
1: area that it's not reflected at all. No,
0: it, it's not. It's filled with human bodies, mm-hmm. and human bodies Absorbs absorb sound. sound.
1: Yeah, so I'm talking to people, and it feels like my voice is just it's, disappearing into the ether.
0: It's disappearing into a black chasm. Mm, I wish.
1: <laughs> There's some black chasms I want to disappear into when I was there. <laughs> some
0: black cat chasms. Pretty. Uh hot black chasm on the stage tonight, but... Uh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the people listening to the podcast weren't there. Yeah, they didn't see that. They're not going to see that. Um, <clears throat> but no, Kamikaze was awesome. We had a lot of great interest in, at Kamikaze. We got a lot of professional interest in Kamiko- at Kamikaze.
0: And, and how do you keep professional interest? Is
1: this a riddle? Like...
0: No, th- this is where I try to get you to say by delivering content.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> no,
1: we're going to do that. We're going to do that. We, we've been working hard on that.
0: We have. We've been working really hard.
1: October, the mothers and Jack and I, and, and I like to like kind of, differentiate that a little bit because Jack and I have been doing a lot of work on the show. A lot of physical work on the show. I like and, to call us the mother humpers. The mother humpers. <laughs> I'd hump a mother once <laughs> But uh, <laughs> like there's mothers that show up and do the podcast and the fun videos and stuff. And then there's mothers that built shit. <laughs> that do the hard work. It's fun eating, eating stuff, drinking Capri Suns, and and drinking candy apple TVs. And then there's mothers that build flats. But and-
0: ultimately, all the mothers are there to deliver content.
1: Yes. So right now, most of the mothers I have delivered content are the desperate mothers and the desperate mothers channels. And the couple musicians that we've gotten together for the Bunny Rabbit Tragedies. That's why I want to take Ray's video and make a montage video of the behind the scenes work. As well as some like, you know, really sincere thank you, this is what we're doing videos to people that came out to see us on the Bunny Rabbit Tragedies. Because... The funny thing about going to Kamikaze was how much the bunny rabbit tragedies connected with people who had no idea what it was. Total strangers saw the bunnies, wanted to know what it was, and they want to follow up with that. So those are the people that we're going to connect with on the behind the scenes in the channel.
0: I, I kind of wish that I had a GoPro camera on my head when I was telling some of the people about the bunnies because when I was telling them about Klaus, and about Desmond, and the vampires, you'd see this moment where they were listening, and then their face lit up. It's like, oh my God, I want to hear the rest of this. There's there's an interesting
1: story there I've never seen before.
0: It And I want to see it. I want to see it. Let the bunnies out. So this is about a
1: bunny rabbit puppet show and the bunny becomes a vampire and he's trying he struggles he, he struggle with the bloodlust, the thirst to drink the blood of mortal bunnies <laughs> it's ridiculous it and is. awesome it's amazingly ridiculous and when people hear it like we've been living with it for a while now, and it's almost like you know, de rigueur for us. I mean, we're just like, yeah, Klaus is a vampire, He eats people, blah
0: blah blah. People like, wait, but that's where you're wrong. You have been living with that, mm-hmm. and you have become a little blasé. Yes, everybody that's around you is still really excited about the bunnies. You need to let the bunnies out. Let the bunnies out. Let the bunnies out. Both. No, no, no. <laughs> we're, we're, not, we're not talking about let the dogs out. We're talking <laughs> about take the drill. Drill the hole in your forehead.
1: And let Klaus and Dez exist. And let
0: Klaus and Dez escape from your mind out into the universe where we can see them. If I have to hold you down and drill that hole myself. Well, at this point,
1: I would not be surprised because, I mean, (laughs) you've been the one, like, pushing. CJ, let's get to Kamikaze. Why the fuck did you not get ready last night? We were so almost, we were a half hour late to opening day at Kamikaze. It was ridiculous. And I didn't think it would be a big thing because we've been to the last one or two Kamikazes.
0: You and I. Kamikaze exploded this year. It Exploded
1: last year. You and I went to Kamikaze. It was like five thirty-six o'clock. It was
0: dead as fuck. They had one building, and it was one building last year, right? Last year, and it was dead. And it was dead on Friday. It was dead on Sunday.
1: We got to like hang with people. We got to we got to like really just bother Lloyd Kaufman on Friday. He
0: he pictures. God bless him. He An amazing we took pictures man. with
1: Klaus and he seemed genuinely excited by it you last know, year.
0: We we need to send pictures of the bunny production to Klaus. To, to Lloyd. To Lloyd? Of Klaus to Lloyd. I mean he he's he's you
1: know, I don't know. It's gonna be really crazy to say this. He's like the modern day. He's like I don't know, the eighties version of Roger Corman. I I don't think that's an exaggeration. I mean, because Roger Corman was like plugging away, plugging away, plugging away, making movies. You know, return on investment was everything with Roger Corman. Like, he obviously didn't care what he made. He wanted to make movies. He wanted to make money. And that was awesome. And then in the 80s, Lloyd Kaufman comes by and he makes Toxic Avenger. And you got to remember, you know, that Toxic Avenger was shot on film. Film stock is not cheap. Incredibly expensive. It really is. You shoot a feature on film, you're buying that film by the foot. The
0: test footage that we shot this weekend. That would have been like five, six grand. It, it would have been incredible investment by somebody. Wouldn't in... have been by me because I want five <laughs> or six grand to spend all that. <laughs> I got a house, motherfucker. <laughs> to like... Seconds. Seconds of film stock
1: yeah you would have been going for 16 millimeter remnants you'd have been like out like film school kitties back in the 80s and 90s going please sir can i have some 16 millimeter cutoffs wait yeah i only got like eight seconds oh that would be great thank you You you'll make my day all right that'll be like 400 dollars
0: so we live
1: in a digital age where it doesn't cost, any, after you buy your camera, it costs you zero to create.
0: You've got the camera, you have a rig to edit with, maybe you have some software.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that all supposed to cost money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it does, I swear. So, at that point, it's a matter of your stubbornness and your creativity, and it really is
1: then you are like the the stereotypical writer confronted with the blank page right when you're a writer all you have is one thing you have a writing utensil and a blank piece of paper and you are only limited by your imagination and I think that's what a lot of filmmakers get in this modern digital age. Because no longer are you limited by having to buy film, having to process film, having to get that and then edit it. Because, you know, okay, so let's say you buy 20 minutes of film and you process 20 minutes of film. And now you're out 10 grand, right? Right. Now you've got to edit 20 minutes of film. And you know how you edit film? You've spliced that. You know what splicing is? It's cutting and taping
0: together. Wait a minute. You, and you cut it and you tape it together. And when you cut it, you're destroying the original.
1: You're breaking the run. That's not going to be the same anymore. You are never going to get to see that original again.
0: When you make a cut... It's, That's a permanent It's permanent. Cut. It cannot be undone. Right.
1: Unless you like write in chalk on
0: that, like (laughs) A, B. (laughs) So that's the incredible thing about old school filmmaking. Well, you you got one chance and one chance only. Well, that's why I said before
1: that's why director's cuts never were done in the old days because no one's going to go back into the raw footage and recut it or find the raw footage. If you were in a big production, yeah, you can make a copy giant hollywood productions made copies so you'd have a copy of the raw but it rarely happened so you would never go back into your footage and recut because that's just craziness why would you want to spend a summer that way or six months or eight months a director's cut fuck you you got the theatrical release i'm done I'm on to other things. I'm not going to go recut Die Hard again. I don't care if Bruce Willis didn't get his feet bloody on the first pass or whatever. I don't know if there's a Die Hard director's cut. <laughs>
0: I'm guessing not. There should
1: be, though. <laughs> Probably his best acting role since Moonlighting. Did you see Copland? No, I... I I, I mean, I'm sorry. It was... um. Um. What was the Kevin Smith movie? Um, Tracy Morgan, Bruce Willis, Cop Hour, Rush Cop.
0: Rush Hour? The Bruce Willis movie that I love the most. Th- they're actually... Eh, Die Hard. No, no, no. It's not Die Hard. The, the, there's probably Hard? two contenders for the Bruce Willis Film that I love the most. Okay,
1: so before you say that, I'm going to tell you my favorite Bruce Willis movies. Okay. Hudson Hawk.
0: Mm, Yeah. I'm not
1: asking for commentary. I'm telling you. Okay. And Die Hard aside, because Die Hard's awesome. Uh huh. Um, Twelve Monkeys.
0: Okay, Twelve Monkeys is my first choice. Fifth Element is my second.
1: I love Fifth Element, the movie. It could have been anybody doing that.
0: Yeah, but it ended up to be Bruce, and I loved him for it. It could have been anybody. Well, I think that's quite Freudian. It could have been anybody that stepped into the role of Luke Skywalker. No, disagree. It could have been anybody that stepped into the role of Han Solo. You had a Leeloo Hart on
1: and he just happened to be the beneficiary of residual erection
0: you're probably right there <laughs> right it it's really my love of Lelou.
1: yeah that's what i was saying you you like trans you just sig you Sigmund Freudian transferred your erection of Lilu onto Corbin Dallas. And that is why uh, that is one of your favorite Bruce Willis movies. It's just one of your favorite movies that Bruce Willis was in.
0: That might possibly be true.
1: So if you picked a Bruce Willis movie that was your favorite.
0: I would have to go with 12 Monkeys. 12 Monkeys is really good. Hudson Hawk is also really good. Have have you
1: watched Hudson Hawk? I own Hudson Hawk. (laughs) Do you own Hudson Hawk? No. I, I, I love Hudson Hawk. It is a callback to the old Hollywood 50s and 40s buddy movies. Yeah. You remember those? Sure. The... The Bean Crosby Bob Ho
0: movies. The on the road movies.
1: The Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis movies. Um And you go back even further, like um I want to say Alan Ladd, but that's not right. Um, who was the guy that played the violin and he pretended to play the violin poorly at the talk show way before Alan Ladd? Nero? Now, I'm getting into obscure television now, and I don't really recall it as obscure television. I just have a poor memory. But if you are in to at this point, I guess, ancient Hollywood entertainment news, then you might be a little bit more than what I'm into. But if you were a journalist that loves The Hollywood Reporter, and you grew up with Tom Hatton, and you grew up with all that, then half the shit I say is not so foreign to you. But if you're one of our 20-plus subscribers, it's probably not your deal. Yeah. What's really funny is that I have a love of ancient Hollywood entertainment.
0: So if you had to describe the demographic of the people that stopped and talked to us at Comic-Con... How would you summarize it?
1: It was mostly young people.
0: And do you think these young people...
1: No, are... no, apparently they're looking at me as the saucy old man that was like, <laughs> wow, I didn't know old guys can like be as avant-garde and crazy as you. That's the feeling I got, especially from the, the young couple that were really appreciative. They, they, they came up, they, they took the pins, they, ta- they talked to us. And and they were awesome. I'm like, I got to like grab their information off the mailing list because they came up. They were really interested in what we were listening, what we were talking about. They were listening to us. Um, And they said, oh, that's really good. We're going to go home. We're going to watch your videos. We're going to come back. We're going to tell you what you think. And I think, oh, yeah, that's great. We'll never see these people again. But they came back. They came back the next day. They said, we watched Taco Juice. (laughs) I'm like, Really? That's awesome. How much do you think it sucked? And they, oh, we thought it was hilarious and gross and disgusting. I don't think they said hilarious, but they thought I think the gross and disgusting that they were down with. But then they said, we thought you were funny. I'm like,
0: yay. So you just need to find the other 1% of the world's population that have similar... Interests you know what motherfucker? These were millennials. I need
1: to learn how to reach more of them. I have very unsophisticated humor that might be lucky enough to touch some select millennials
0: You would consider yourself lucky to touch any millennials yes, so
1: well, this age. I'd consider myself lucky to touch anybody. Even a corpse without being prosecuted. If you listen to the. How'd
0: we get back to necrophilia?
1: If you listen to the Halloween podcast, then you know I edited a hell of a lot out about necrophilia. I did. I swear. I edited almost all of that out.
0: And it keeps coming back.
1: Well, it's because necrophilia is a gift that keeps on giving. There's about. Ten minutes in the intro that I edited out and a lot right before we ended that episode. Because I remember I went on and on about the subgenres and fetishes in necrophilia and by the time we were done, everybody else was uncomfortable about how much necrophilia was included in that episode. If we get popular or more popular over this next year, the next time the Halloween podcast comes, they're going to ask us, what did you guys say that you had to edit out about necrophilia? I will look forward to that. We're going to be at a panel at Kamikaze, and that's going to come up. Tell us what you edited out of that episode. You know... If we get asked, I'm going to tell them all what I talked about.
0: Uh, personally, it, it's a little bit of a of a dream to be part of a panel at Kamikaze or any convention or any convention, and to have people asking me questions.
1: Yeah, Jack, how do you put up with this stupid motherfucker?
0: <laughs> he all, well, all he does is talk about. Disgusting stuff and necrophilia. I try to repress the logical side of my brain. You have to. And to allow the creative side of my brain to envision what a corpse would look like if it was dressed in purple flannel.
1: Why would you dress a corpse? <laughs> Why don't you just take all of its clothes off? And what kind of corpse are you dressing up? Why are you dressing up? Why? <laughs> what fetish do you have that requires you to dress up a corpse? Why aren't you normal and just like take all the clothes off like I do?
0: See, because part of me is that wholesome American wearing flannel.
1: So you dress up corpses?
0: No, no. You didn't catch the bridge. It was purple flannel.
1: No, no, I got it.
0: <laughs> it's giving you the benefit of the out there. Giving you an out. The purple is me reaching across the table. <laughs> it's the gay. I'm, the, I'm the flannel.
1: You're the purple. I'm the,
0: co- I'm the corpse. <laughs> <laughs> you're the purple corpse. Right, okay. I'm trying to bridge that chasm between the two of us (laughs) to take the logical and to connect it with the creative. It's called the (laughs) (laughs) reach-around.
1: This is Jack's euphemism for reach-around. It's the metaphor that Jack uses to illustrate how he reaches around to create...
0: I think the words that I used was "reach across," across, right, right, right. across. It, it just happened to start with I'm, the same letter as "around." I'm bridging a divide, not grabbing a penis. Your penis. <laughs> That's okay.
1: We all know what you really mean. <laughs> And if you know what Jack really means, <laughs> send an email to I know what he really means at DesperateMothers.net, dot net, and you may win one of our leftover Desperate Mothers
0: Kamikaze T shirts. These are awesome looking T shirts.
1: Really, the awesome part is the Kamikaze logo that we put in the in the T shirt.
0: Okay, so the Kamikaze octopus or squid. It it's pure awesomeness. You call it the Stanopus, the
1: Stanopus. I just made that. Up. All right, <laughs> it's a Kamikaze Stanopus. So, so it replaces the O in the mothers in the
0: Desperate Mothers logo. It's a pretty handsome looking T-shirt.
1: We gave away a few of those at Kamikaze, but we only had one taker. So we're actually going to send out emails again to uh, a couple of people. Check the Facebook page to see if you indeed did win a Desperate Mothers t-shirt. And also, we're going to be giving away some Desperate Mothers t-shirts. We still have some small, medium, large, and extra large left. So we're going to check our our Facebook page, and we're going to be awarding t-shirts to subscribers. I don't
0: know where to go from
1: there. It's awesome. There is no place to go from there. What? Free t-shirt? Fuck yeah. As long as you're not a fatty like us. <laughs> no, as long as you don't need a 2X. If you need a 2X, please don't enter. I think we
0: have at least one 2X We have left. one 2X left.
1: I like this as a post-kamikaze wrap-up. You and I have been meaning to get to this for a while. Um, like I said, it's been a busy week here in the Desperate Mothers
0: slash Fur Moon Studios. A.K.A. So, the Womb. So, if you want to see the bunnies, send an email to drillit at desperatemothers.net.
1: And subscribe to Desperate dot, uh, the Desperate Mothers channel on YouTube and the Bunny Rabbit Tragedies channel on and YouTube. And if you
0: like the test footage that we put up, like and subscribe.
1: Like and subscribe and... Until we're out of Desperate Mother shirts, we're going to give in random listener shirts.
0: With the awesome.
1: The awesome Kamikaze logo. Stanipus. And in, yeah, the Stanipus as the O. Oh. Um, so we're going to po- post pictures of that so you guys can see it. Small, medium, large, and extra large. And one extra large left for one like bodied mother. Fan out there, one like-minded, like-shaped desperado. I, I like I like the desperados. I like calling our listeners desperados. It yes, makes it feel like a kinship. I was like toying with the idea of calling them daughters. <laughs> right?
0: No, that that goes somewhere completely different.
1: <laughs> uh so, yeah, we met a lot of great people. We had a lot of great support at Kamikaze. I hope that we are fulfilling a lot of your expectations. And this week and the coming weeks, we're going to like succeed in fulfilling the rest of your expectations. Thanks to everyone that came out and, and said hi and support us. It was a lot more than I really
0: expected. It, it was more than... Anybody could have expected.
1: It was. It was crazy. We've been doing this podcast for a year. We've talked about going to Kabakazi for a little over a year. We finally get out there. And thank God for Klaus Bunny and the other bunnies. Because if not for them, we would have just been a couple of old guys saying, Hey, you want to hang out with us? And everyone would have just been like, keep a wide berth. But... No, we we had a lot of positive interaction from people. It was not just from uh industry professionals, but it was from people that love puppets. And people that love the Muppets and people that want to see real 3D entertainment. Because there's a lot of great 2D entertainment out there. There's a lot of a lot of fabulous comic artists. We, we were we sat we were stationed right across From like four awesome 2D comic book artists. We saw a lot of good people at Kamikaze. And they had like great sales pitches. Really great sales pitches.
0: Including the pitch about world domination.
1: Hey, are you into world domination? Oh, yeah. Rapture Burgers. They had the greatest pitch. It was awesome. Those guys were like nailing it all the time. Are you into world domination? I wanted to say no. No. I'm into regular domination.
0: <laughs> a little submissive domination. Yeah, but, yeah. I'm, uh... I'm more
1: of a bottom than anything. <laughs> I like to be dominated.
0: I'm not sure they
1: would have like appreciated that, but maybe they would have. I don't know. Um, so I hope I hope they they keep plugging away because, man, anybody that puts graphic novels out like they, they've been hitting it since like what 2013. I, I check them out, you know. Um, and fanboy fanboy comics was a fanboy comics. Mm-hmm. They even have a podcast. I think I showed you the podcast and whatever. They they do they do interviews and everything. And they didn't really like us, but you know whatever. You're plugging away doing what you love. That's awesome. So, thanks for coming out and and seeing the puppets and grabbing a couple of pins. And I know we had a lot more Desperate Mothers pins than we came home with.
0: Just remember, drill it at (laughs) DesperateMothers.net.
1: Jack's saying something here. Yeah. So all 20-plus listeners, man, you have a 1 in 20 chance of winning a T-shirt. If you just get onto the the Desperate Mothers Facebook site... It's, uh, mothers, it's Facebook.com slash Mothers of Desperation. Or you can find the Facebook page at DesperateMothers.net or TheDesperateMothers.com. There's a lot of Desperate Mothers bullshit out there. Because <laughs> I don't want like people to actually forget. And uh, check out DesperateMothers.net for uh, our upcoming Pat- Patreon channel. So, if you know what Patreon is, awesome. If you don't, go to patreon.com P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. And check it out. Maybe support some uh, really awesome, independent, created stuff. So, once again, thanks for checking us out at Kamikaze. And if you didn't, you
0: should have because it was pretty awesome. It was pretty fucking awesome.
1: It was really awesome. We met a lot of awesome people. So, if we didn't like give you a shout out it's just because we've been drinking a lot of beer tonight <laughs> thanks for listening to mm-hmm. this mother's podcast i'm cj watson
0: and i am jack fisher and
1: hashtag hop
0: on